This is Indonesia in depth. I'm Sean Corrigan, and I'm Tanita. We are all gifted with an innate ability to put values and judgment upon everything that our senses can experience. From the places we go to the food we eat, the experiences we've had, and to the people we meet, it helps us give meanings to the realities around us. We also put people in specific boxes in order to make our lives more predictable. Knowing your political, moral, and religious values or dispositions, such as conservatives, moderate, progressive, liberal, or reactionary, is useful as a social shortcut to simplify interaction. But an obsession to label people. Can bring detriments. Her name is Satya Maruf. She was raised in a conservative Muslim family. She wears a headscarf. And when you started to do it yourself, was there anyone in your life who said, "This is not halal"? The Daily Beast and Moral Courage Project called me young Muslim comic against fundamentalism. <laughs> This is Satya Maruf, indeed, a stand-up comedian. She receives widespread international recognition for her comedic works that address Islamic fundamentalism and extremism, all while wearing the hijab. But like herself, we have some concerns with how this narrative has been playing out. I think this. Polarization of stances doesn't only occur in Indonesia but also abroad, and、Around、I think the world these days, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. But particularly on on you and how you were portrayed、mm-hmm. by foreign medias, we were quite infuriated because of the coverages.、Mm-hmm. Kind of project your tragedy, I would say, into that this is how they are in Indonesia. Like, look, we're right all along, and it, there's a there's a very thick sense of. Us versus others, and a lot of Muslim scholars, as well as Arab descent scholars, have written about this works about. There's a notion of you know how these Muslim women are needing of saving,、mm-hmm. and that you know these Western white men、mm-hmm. are here to save them. I mentioned that at the end of my TEDx, it's like this whole international appreciations on a quote. <laughs> international appreciations. It seems like. Uh, uh, Muslim women are so oppressed,、mm-hmm. too oppressed that、uh, you should send the one that speak up to Oslo, like the capital of human rights, to like breathe the fresh air of freedom. And like,、yeah. I, I, I totally understand how foreign media frame me. I've been talking、mm. to, I mean, I've met brilliant journalists, and I honor and respect journalists a lot. Doing interviews. Has uh, uh, so far helped me to shape my thinking as well, to discover and rediscover who I am, to discover and rediscover my message, my aspirations. And during interviews, we talk about wide range of stuff: personal experience, creative process, what I think about comedy, uh, Indonesians, uh, politics, etc., etc. But 
When the articles is published, it's always read. This young girl is fighting against X. Always, oh, I mean, really? I sh- I should do an entire journal paper on my <laughs> on articles on me on foreign media. Some some some, I don't know. In, in communication studies, they call it content analysis or whatnot, or discourse analysis or whatnot. Discourse yeah, analysis. Discor- yeah, discourse analysis. <laughs> yes, I really should do that. <laughs> and. Uh, so I'm not blaming them. I met great journalists throughout the way, the one that really mm, empathize with with my work and my story. But I don't know, it's it's the, you know, editorial decisions mm. or perhaps it's really like uh it's uh I I I know that I'm constantly being portrayed like this, you know, Muslim role models uh, waving her hijabs at like international conferences <laughs> and, and like, i i understand that and i'm you know trying my best to like during recent interviews i met i met the japanese and spanish journalist and also one from iceland and they publish articles that i don't understand of course <laughs> and i say probably need to double oh, check no, no, not iceland <laughs> finland finland sorry um. and so these are really my opportunities to like be open about uh, what I think. Uh, I know that there's uh, plus and minuses of what I'm doing. I met uh, SBS uh, journalist in, in Australia. He's a Palestinian, so he understands. And uh, he said uh, something like, aren't you worried that your work will not bring, uh, a, let's say, enlightenment on a quote, I'm not I haven't reached that level yet, maybe never, but uh, enlightenment or, or education to Indonesia that is heading you know, more and more conservative. But uh, he said, I know that uh, that is your uh, intentions, but looking at your performances, you probably are closer to feeding the prejudice of Islamophobes instead of really educating your people or educating even the West on what Islam really is and uh, what Islam is all about. In my community, people work fucking hard, which which includes yelling at their wife for sports, pitting them to relieve stress, (laughs) nudging their young daughters to marry rich. We have this idea that Indonesian jihadists should really stop using guns, well, because it's too American. And and start using local weapon, the bamboo runcing, sharpened bamboo stick. This will definitely earn them better image than other terrorists, because then they can stand here um, in front all of you. My parents will be very very proud, not because of the award, but because I'm standing at a very safe distance with the opposite sex. My parents were definitely very proud and I'm thanking all of you without shaking your hands or touching you. Really, it makes me realize of the danger of what I'm doing and and people have been questioning, journalists have been questioning, are you worried about conservatives uh, uh, attacking you or threatening you? I guess uh, at this point, I must say 
I don't worry about conservative threatening me as much as I worry about uh, uh, people misunderstood Islam because of what I'm doing. I live in in a contradiction. That's how Satya would usually describe her upbringing. She was born and raised in a Hadrami descent community an Arab descent that migrated to Indonesia since a few centuries before the establishment of the state. So when I'm talking about communities, it includes families, extended families, neighbors who are mostly part of families or extended families. Uh, so it's an Arab hub? Yes, yes, okay. uh, in the Arab hub. My mom is one of the very few women in her community who graduated college. And then my dad... Uh, my dad is a sailor, so uh, he worked on uh, commercial ships and uh, he traveled uh, around the world. That's why I said that I live in contradictions. The many things that I absorb, you know, uh, knowledge, thoughts, ideas, uh, including comedy, are exposed to me by my parents. My dad has a vast collections of musics from the 60s, 70s, so we are listening to music all the time. It's part of family traditions. We watch comedy as part of family traditions as well. My mom uh, exposed me to, you know, educations for women. But at the same time, they still hold uh, very strongly the values of the community. Well, it's good, and I, like there's nothing to complain about family honor, family name, and uh, women's dignity. But in practice, if we're talking about family honor and family name, also communities honor, not only family. We bear the burden of the entire community's pride, so we shall not make mistakes. And uh, one of the immediate things that they do is to make sure that girls in the family, in the community, do not have as much connection with the outside world. And by outside world, we mean uh, communities outside of the Arab descent communities. Because when girls are marrying outside of the community, they cannot carry the family name and they will not be able to continue uh, uh, the traditions, etc. When you're talking about outside of the circles, you mean Arab circle? Indonesian circles, so it's, it's, yes. It's not the Indonesian or a local circle, it's a specific circle. And and why? Thank you very much for asking that and I'm going to say something that is dead ridiculous. So it is very, very important for us to uh, maintain our identity because only through claiming and reclaiming our space as Arabs we can be recognized as not only persons or community from particular ethnic groups but as religious leaders, being a religious authority, 
the Habibs, all of them are Arab descent. All of them. Do you have siblings? Uh, yes, one sister. One sister. One does sister. She, does she yeah. also find this contradiction? Uh, uh, she was. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, well, this is um, my younger sister and I. Uh, we were a great team. We studied English uh, literature in, in college, both of us. Also, we share a lot in common, uh, aspirations, uh, etc. But uh, lately, uh, she has uh, been going more and more and more conservatives. Sorry, how would you define conservative? Uh, conservatives from from the outside in. So let's start from the outside. She's uh, wearing different kinds of uh, clothing, so like full length hijab. The uh, so she will uh, cover not only her hair but down to like her knee. Well, that's outside of the dress, of course. So dress and then and then wearing uh, hijab down to her knee. Uh, what else? Uh, participating in in many you know communities, uh, congregations, Islamic uh, studies groups uh, that are uh, more uh, conservative. And um, uh, also uh, restraining, domesticating herself, and so quitting jobs and and start to like uh, 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 stay at home, not only because of like family demand. Of course, there are many women who choose to like leave their jobs and then uh, stay at home to take care of the family. But uh, staying at home for uh, religious reasons uh, and uh, starting to follow uh, some uh, YouTube ulamas, YouTube imams, and um, basically, uh, you know, following those movements, becoming the supporters of uh, the two one two as well, getting more and more uh, conservatives and uh, sort of. Um, now criticizing me for almost everything that I do, my comedy and and uh, tr- uh, trying to censor me in a way. Uh, she said that I ap- appreciate you, but I hated the way that uh, you you know uh, always uh, uh, mentions or be quoted as someone that is against extremisms, against conservatism, against uh, fundamentalism. She said, "I'm one of those, you know. I'm I'm now one of those, uh, one of those people that you call extremists." And uh, she said, "But we are nice people. We're nice people." And then I I really don't want you to say this and that again uh, quoting some of my jokes and I really want you to start to listen to this imams and that imams and sending me like YouTube links and all and uh, I really want you to stop reading all of those feminist books and uh, that she used to enjoy herself trying to understand uh, the rising uh, conservatism these days in, in Indonesia perhaps what happens with my sister can be uh, one of the examples she's a, a very passionate person and and she knows exactly what she wants and ever since uh, college she's been uh, working very hard to pursue career in journalism actually and uh, so when I was uh, you know busy with like student activism organizations and all she said I don't want to participate in student organizations I will start working immediately and she did she found uh, radio stations that would hire her and basically 
paved path to her career. She is the kind of person who knows exactly what she's doing and what she wants uh, until life disappointed her. Life and and uh, what I mean, life is that she's uh, actually accepted in the, uh, one of the big uh, news channel uh, in Indonesia uh, twice, and my father prevented her to go, and she has to uh, accept working in a bank. She has, uh, and uh, basically, long story short, uh, she got married. Her husband is coming from a very uh, conservative family, religious uh, family. Uh, she's already, you know, find her sort of uh, revelations or, or, or no, not not revelations, salvations, a way to salvations. And I think this pattern really is common among those who are, you know, turning more and more conservative these days. I read an article by uh, Haidar Bagir, the CEO of Mizan Group, a very uh, a prominent Uh, Muslim uh, leaders as well um, in Indonesia that uh, mention something that is similar uh, with what I experience uh, with my sister. So it's not only a passion to be more pious, but also the feeling of being defeated, the feeling of being discriminated, the feeling of being attacked. So uh, the narrative among conservatives these days are Muslims are always under a lot of threats. Muslims are under attack. We are being discriminated. We are the uh, majority in Indonesia, but we do not have uh, access to, let's say, economy. And um, so in a very, you know, micro scales, I think, What my uh, sister experienced is uh, somewhat compatible with the process of the growth of conservatism in Indonesia. So what something that began with uh, an eagerness to study Islam, an eagerness to be more pious, is uh, gradually ends to a identity politics, you know, It's a dialectic. I, I read in this book, uh, Globalizations and Identity, is a dialectics of flow and closures. So the flow of, of ideas, uh, the this, well, simply put, globalizations and modernity and uh, economic growth. Reformasi also witnessed what the conservatives now call as westernizations, human rights, women's rights, uh, and, and the many NGOs, uh, you know, Uh, promoting human rights, women's rights, uh, etc., that are supported by um, uh, your foreign uh, uh, money or, or foreign funds, and uh, so the, those are basically again, if I may uh, uh, put it uh, simple, what begins as as a pursuit of piety uh, ends as uh, building walls against all of those uh, uh, influence because of the feeling of being defeated. Sebagai umat Islam wajib membela ulama apapun resikonya kalau perlu nyawa taruhannya. Jadi musuh kita sekarang luar biasa mengepung Islam di Indonesia. Komunis, Syiah, Yahudi, Nasrani, siapa lagi? Liberal. 
Karena dia ada di kampus, dia ada di partai, dia ada di ormas, dia ada di masjid, dan mungkin ada di sini. We can't help to think that what Sadia is describing sounds much like a self-feeding vicious cycle, where this negative portrayal of Muslim societies as barbaric, uh, oppressive towards women, and that they are in desperate need of liberation, breeds the sense that Muslims are under threat and under attack, which reinforces the narrative that they are trying to fight against. International media's fascination with Sakdia as a female Muslim hijabi comedian taking a stand against Islamic fundamentalism and extremism, as if she's this heroine who is ready to liberate Muslim women, is problematic. Of course, it's true that there are Muslim communities in Indonesia with serious problems and need to be addressed, just like other followers of other faiths do. The problem is when this glimpse of reality becomes the main narrative presented. Ironically, this troubling narrative has been exploited here in Indonesia for political gain during this election campaign period. Calon wakil Presiden Maruf Amin mengklaim dirinya didukung ulama-ulama besar Indonesia. Tegas komitmen para ulama demi mendukung pasangan Prabowo dan Sandiaga Uno mendukung Jokowi. Pertama, Jokowi dinilai sebagai pemimpin yang pro dan peduli dengan umat beragama khususnya Muslim. Kita sudah tenang karena kiai-kiai besar pesantren sudah mendukung Jokowi Maruf Amin. Incumbent Widodo and his challenger, Prabowo Subianto, are competing for the presidency this April. You know, if we have Internet of Things in Indonesia, now we have politizations of things. Everything can be politicized. So um, uh, I did an interview with uh, BBC Indonesia, and uh, uh, they said, they asked me this question, if... You are now talking more about you being a woman and uh, on stage and also your uh, experience uh, during pregnancies or, or delivery or breastfeedings, etc. Does it mean that you tone down your uh, material or does it mean that you are afraid to talk about uh, conservatism because of what's happening in Indonesia these days? I said, yes, uh, it can be considered as a strategy to cope with the current situations that things can you know you know s- smallest things can be considered very sensitive that could uh the materials uh, that i perform on stage uh on on women's issues on pregnancy breastfeedings etc that can be considered a strategy but uh more than that i'm also a woman and i've been wanting to talk uh more about uh women's issues something that is very near and dear to me and uh something that i really really want to talk about from the very beginning of my career actually because because if uh if i look uh, closer or if my audience uh listen uh closer to uh my comedy when i talk about um conservatisms uh, extremisms etc i usually talks about how it impacts women uh, actually but uh, uh, that aside uh, it uh, it is also a strategy to avoid uh, politicizations and i uh, politicizations of what i do and i experienced that firsthand so following the announcement of bbc 100 women's list i received a couple of phone calls uh, some from journalists but some from political parties they invite me for gigs at their campaigns and uh, 
these political parties uh, that call me are, are, are from one candidate only and we know uh, and of course we know which one the uh, uh, the uh, Jokowi and uh, uh, Maruf Amin uh, some of their campaign team are, are calling me and, and also from uh, political parties to do gigs there their, their uh, campaign event just because I was uh, reported by BBC as comedian against conservatisms, against uh, extremisms, and one of their uh, one of the Jokowi Maruf uh, campaign account actually made a meme with my photo. And uh, Saktia is a comedian against uh, extremisms and all, and with the logo of their campaign without my consent, without even contacting me. And so I have to like discover it myself uh, on Twitter, and I thought that's not. I mean, that's not how it works. The last thing that I want to do is really expanding or uh, contributing to widen the polarizations or to widen the gap that's already very wide. I don't want to contribute to that. We attended your one of your performances uh, several weeks ago mm-hmm. at the National Museum, and you said that you don't use political material in your performances because you don't want to contribute to widening the gap. I basically do not want my uh, aspirations or what I'm thinking or my criticisms uh, towards uh, conservatisms, which I also consider a, a criticism towards myself because I'm part of uh, part of the Muslim community as well, to be. Uh, use in any campaign, in any uh, uh, political, in any political uh, campaign. Uh, uh, well, even if uh, I have the same concerns with uh, with one of the candidates, for instance, I do not want to use my comedy because I consider comedy a sacred. <laughs> I do not want to use my comedy for electoral political purpose not for political I mean I am using uh, comedy for political purpose meaning defending my political stand you know um, every stand that we have is actually political stand my stand on women my stand on Muslims communities etc but I do not want it to be exploited for electoral political purpose I think what comedians should do is really to step back a little and to portray the entire process to poke for not only one side, like to poke for not only the conservatives, of course the conservatives, but also for the entire system that allow this to happen. Mm-hmm. Poking fun at democracy, at medias, at, at also what the so-called liberal candidates are doing and, and, uh, and what the conservatives are doing, what the liberal candidates are doing. And besides, in Indonesia, there's no such thing as liberal and conservatives. We do, we do not have clear line of of who are the progressives and who are the uh, conservatives. I mean, we're looking at Jokowi's Ma'ruf's uh, campaign, and they are, you know, riding on religion as much as the Prabowo, <laughs> as much as the uh, Prabowo's uh, campaign. They're like uh, using hashtags uh, Jokowi jelas Islamnya, Jokowi is a real Muslims, and. And and also the the choice of running mates, it's like you know, and it's uh, that is why it's uh, I, I I I don't like 
I don't trust their their cause and their their sincerity, uh, you know. And because I cannot like uh, with Jokowi Maruf campaign, um, although many people uh, uh, tell that they're you know uh, more liberal, uh, progressives, etc., I don't think so. And also with the uh, Prabowo's uh, Prabowo's campaign, people said that they are uh, conservatives, uh, 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 nationalistic, Islamists, etc. But uh, maybe not entirely true. Because of uh, you know a strong entrepreneurial uh, visions uh, uh, brought about by the Prabowo's running mate, for instance, and so because with with Sandiaga Uno as as running mate, they certainly believe in liberal economy, to say the least, right? So how do you draw the line in your works, in your performances? Uh, my my line is I only talk about what I know exactly, something that is part of my experience or something that is like directly told to me or that I'm reading and that I can, you know, reflect it. I will not, hopefully not, uh, say something only to please audience like to make them laugh because in Indonesia these days it's very very easy to make people laugh just poke fun at conservatives at uh, those you know hijabi fashionistas and and people who are putting hate comments on Instagram and and you will get applause uh, immediately but uh, see one of my biggest challenges is to navigate between reflecting the situations or uh, doing reflections of uh, who I am as a Muslim uh, and also uh, what has been going on in uh, Muslim communities in general and uh, also um, to not, f- again, feed the prejudice of the Islamophobes or the Islam-hating liberals in, in Indonesia. So it's been quite difficult. That is why I enjoy talking about uh, delivery and breastfeeding and, and pregnancies. <laughs> I I guess I don't know. I'm trying to be on the safe side or, or maybe, uh, I don't know, just trying to... Uh, this sounds a lot like self-censor, I know. And... <laughs> and and uh, a lot of foreign journalists ask me, uh, you know, uh, about uh, self-censor as if when I self-censor, I'm not like strongly or militantly defend the so-called freedom of expressions. But I don't think that there's uh, anything wrong about being careful or, you know, not only being careful, but not to be angry all the time, you know, and it's like, mm-hmm. and it's uh, sometimes I feel like I'm lost in this whole discourse of uh, you know conservatives against progressives because because in Indonesia the line is really really not clear and and I'm lost in my mind and my feeling as well I'm feeling I feel like I don't know sometimes I feel like I betray my family sometimes I feel like uh, is there anything that I can do for them to like change their mindset but uh, I'm also afraid of them like afraid to talk to them and when I'm uh, saying they or them it represents also the bigger uh, Muslim communities that are getting more conservative if I have to be honest with you I was invited in one forum a more public one because I was uh, invited to perform in this uh, scholarships uh, exhibitions uh, forum 
And when I saw uh, a couple of girls uh, with burka in the audience, uh, and also a couple of girls with like full-length jobs, and and I immediately felt intimidated. I have to be honest. I was, mm, I was not as as comfortable with uh, with my material. And then I decided to like uh, uh, tone it down a little and. And I'm ashamed of doing that, and I'm ashamed of of telling this uh, experience uh, to both of you and to your listeners uh, as well. But I have to uh, admit it. This is, I guess, the reflections of what is happening in Indonesia uh, today among the moderates and 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 the more uh, liberals and the more uh, progressives as well. I felt uh, at that time on stage uh, very much uh, uh, intimidated that. Uh, that I felt uh, the need to like uh, immediately uh, throw like Alhamdulillah, Subhanallah here and there <laughs> seriously, and so self censor while while performing. And when I went down from the stage uh, following the performance, I said, "What the hell did I do? And where was this feeling of intimidations coming from? Where was this fear coming from?" I thought. I thought it's not, I I thought, I mean, I always believe that when I was asked, are you afraid? Yes, I'm afraid all the time. There's there's something more important than fear that is getting your message across, etc., etc. I recite that at many interviews. But on stage, immediately when I saw some conservatives on, on the audience, I felt... I felt intimidated and until today I'm still trying to like look deep into myself where was that feeling come from was I really afraid or maybe there's other feeling other feeling means uh that I don't want to victimize those who are not in the positions of power those who are not in the positions of defending themselves if I'm talking, I have a couple of jokes on women wearing burqa, and I don't feel like performing that jokes anymore because I feel like uh, women wearing burqa, maybe it's a personal choice, maybe it's part of their freedom of expressions, but I have a strong doubt that they are feeling under a lot of pressures as well. And I don't want to, uh, you know, I don't want to poke fun of those who are not in the positions of power. That is not the comedy that I believe. Maybe that feeling of intimidations is coming from that, uh, is coming from that source. My awareness of uh, of uh, who's who's on top and who's under, like my awareness of this whole power relations. But maybe also from the many harsh words that my sisters has been sending, maybe it's that, it's, it's that deep. You know, no matter how fearless you are, when you've been intimidated and attacked, not like physically attacked, but like, you know, in, in one way or another, you, you start doubting yourself. You know, no matter how fearless you are, no matter how strong you believe in what you're doing, one point or another, you know, the many intimidations and and I, sometimes I feel like I start doubting myself. Is this really, you know, should I like keep doing what I'm doing? And it's like, and the the answer is always I should. Like I should, I should continue what I'm doing and I will find ways. 
So now, if I have to tell you or your listeners what I truly believe in, uh, in the middle of this whole discourse of, you know, Islamism versus Islamophobia versus, I don't know, half-hearted, moderate, tolerant Muslims. And uh, <laughs> what I truly believe in right now is that I just need to keep walking. I, I probably made mistakes, but I just, I just, I just need to keep walking until I found way to like build bridges among the many divisions that is, the many divisions that are largely felt not only in Indonesia, but also around the world until I find way to go or to navigate this divide. really want to reach out to more Muslim communities, for instance, to more Muslim women, because uh, um, they are the reason that I'm, you know, I'm doing what I'm doing, that I'm, you know, uh, uh, my concerns about what what's happening to them, uh, you know, violence against women's early marriage, uh, the impact of conservatisms against women, it's, it's very immediate. And so, but if you know Muslim community hates me, then well, I can say so be it. But I can also stop being so arrogant with what I'm doing and start to listen to uh, listen to them as well. What what do they really aspire? What are their concerns deep down outside of the you know many political interests that they are playing with what, with whatever it is that they're doing. But then, so it's a, like a love-hate relationship with the platform that you also become famous in? Oh my God, thank you for putting it that way. I've been trying to find, so what is this feeling about? And it's like, no, because I, I, I believe, like I firmly believe in comedy. I thought comedy is sacred. I believe in that. I think the more I watch comedy and the more I perform it, I... I think that comedy is almost spiritual. Hmm. That is how strong I believe in this medium. But uh, at the same time, when we're not careful with this medium, it's, it's, it's also very easy to like destroy people. Perhaps, yeah, it's, uh, it's liberating and suffocating at the same time to go on stage. Yeah, because before I'm going on stage, it's such a such a suffering to like write or come up with with jokes that I think represent what I believe in, and also performing it on stage and observing audience reactions and reflecting every bit of of the moment when I was on stage, when I was off stage, every bit of my moment on stage when I was off stage. It's such. I don't even know what I'm doing this. Why I'm doing? I don't even know why I'm doing this. But uh, I don't know. I guess people on on the work in art and performance can relate to this. So yeah, 
but at the same time it's very liberating liberating and suffocating and uh, I don't know I think spiritual path supposed to be this painful I think I don't know <laughs> <laughs> now I'm talking about uh, some I don't know Buddhist ideas or about pain and suffering I don't know Special thanks to Saktia for taking the time to share her innermost thoughts with us. If you enjoyed this episode and have any topics or stories that you would like us to cover, send us an email to info at indonesiaindepth.com. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at IndoIndepth to receive our updates. I'm Sean Corrigan. And I'm Tanita. Thanks for listening. Thank you.